You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast recorded with Hashem's help, 5768-2008 in Ramat Beit Shemesh, Israel. This week's Parsha's Parsha's Korach. So we have this story with Korach, the rebellion against Moshe, against Aaron. And I'd like to get down into the psychology, try to understand what was Korach saying, what was his rebellion based on, what was it that he did wrong, what was the response of Moshe Rabbeinu, what was the response of the people, the Jews? What's, under, what's the understanding of the whole entire story? And what, of course, is the lesson for us? So let's look at the verses themselves. Try to read some of the verses. Try to get the picture of the story. Try to understand what's going on here. So we begin at the very beginning of the parsha. So the verse says that Korach, Korach ben Yitzhar ben Kahas ben Levi, goes through his whole genealogy. Korach, the son of Yitzhar, the son of Kahas, the son of Levi. And he took Dasan and Aviram, the children of Eliav, and Onben Peles, children of Ruvain. They took together with themselves 250 very important people, and they all came to Moshe Rabbeinu. They said to Moshe and to Aaron, and they said, Rav Lachem, you have enough. All of the people, everyone, all the Jews were all holy. And within them is Hashem. Within us is Hashem. Why are you making yourselves greater? Than the entire nation of Israel. We're all Kahal Hashem. We're the congregation of Hashem. We also Hashem at Harsinai, so to speak. We also Hashem at Yamsuf, the splitting of the sea. We all had that experience. Why do you think that you're better than anyone else? So our sages tell us that what went into Korach's statement, what brought him, what led him to make this statement, to come and rebel against Moshe, and to say that the Jewish people, they don't need any kind of leader, because everyone's, everyone's good, everyone's fine. So our sages tell us, that what caused this was that Korach saw, that Moshe Rabbeinu had appointed Aaron, and that Moshe Rabbeinu had appointed, a different member of the tribe of Levi, and he hadn't appointed him. Korach was a very important man, he had a tremendous amount of learning under his belt, he was a tremendous Talmud Chacham, a wise person, and he felt that he deserved better. He also deserved some kind of position. Now it's very interesting because he didn't come and say, give me a position. What did he come and say? He said, no one should have a position. I think that's a very important point, very important idea that needs to be addressed. Mitzvah Shem will address that later. Another important point, an interesting thing that Rashi tells us, is that Korach came with all of these 250 people and they all came dressed in a talis that was completely made of tchelis, of blue string. And they said to Moshe, they said, if we have this garment that's completely made of tchelis, so do you need to put tzitzis on this? Meaning, on a normal four-cornered garment that doesn't have any kind of blue string in it. So the Torah says you have to put on the corner, you have to put a string of blue. So the question was, if the entire garment is blue, you need to put a string of blue. The point of the string of blue is to remind us of the fact that we need to be connected to Hashem. It's to remind, to remind us that the blue represents the sea, and the sea represents the sky, and the sky represents the throne of Hashem. So that blue is that color. So that's, that's only necessary, it would seem, Korach was saying. It's only necessary if you have a garment which doesn't have any blue in it. But if the garment is entirely blue, what do we need an extra string on the outside to remind us about God? That was Korach's question. And of course this question also needs explanation. Why did he specifically say this question? What was he hinting at with this question? What was he trying to say with this question? 
Another thing that we see is as the story progresses, so what happens? So Korach brings all of his followers. Moshe Rabbeinu tries his best to put off the inevitable and try to get them to back out, but they staunchly refuse to back off and admit the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu was the messenger of Hashem. And so what happens the next day? So those 250 people, so they bring a Ketorah, some kind of incest offering, and they all die. And at the same time, so Moshe Rabbeinu says that if I'm indeed wrong, Moshe Rabbeinu stresses, I never took anything from anybody. You're saying that I'm doing this for my own benefit, for my own honor? I don't take anybody, anything from anyone. And Moshe Rabbeinu continues and says, if it is indeed true that I thought of this on my own, so then all of these people, Korach and his family, and all of these people, Dasan and Aviram, they'll die a normal death. But if I'm really right, and Hashem was the one who instructed me to do all of these things, and He was the one who instructed me, Hashem Himself instructed me to be the messenger, His messenger, and to give you the Torah. And I didn't make up these mitzvahs on my own. You think I made up the mitzvah of tzitzis because you don't understand it? And Moshe Rabbeinu said that if these people die in a normal way, you're going to know that they're telling the truth. But he called Hashem and he said, Hashem, let them die, let the earth swallow them up. And that's indeed what happened. There was an unbelievable miracle. The earth just swallowed them up, closed right back as if they never were there. And basically that's how the story ends. But the story doesn't end there. The story ends for Korach there. But the rest of the people of Israel, they complained to Moshe. They said, why did you kill these people? And the Torah continues and says that because of their complaint, the people of Israel were complaining. So there was a tremendous plague that struck the people of Israel. 14,700 people died, besides for the 250 plus Korach and his family. And all of this, why? Because they said, why did you have to kill Korach? Why did Korach have to die? And then there's a whole other story, because they still were questioning the greatness of Aaron, that Aaron was the one that should be the high priest, perhaps... Someone else should be the high priest. And Hashem made a miracle happen. They brought in the 12 different staffs and the staff of Aaron. So it grew all kinds of beautiful flowers and shkedim, almonds, all these things to show that Hashem had chosen Aaron. It wasn't happenstance and it wasn't any kind of nepotism, heaven forbid, on the part of Moshe Rabbeinu. Now this whole story, the end of the story, really requires explanation. What happened? Why were the people still complaining? Korach was clearly someone who was rebelling against Moshe Rabbeinu, rebelling against Hashem, as that miracle that occurred and swallowed him up testified to. So why is, why is everyone complaining? What's going on? What, how do we understand this? What's the explanation for this story? So let's back up to the beginning. Let's go back to the beginning of the story. We're going to try to understand the great depth in this story. And the first hint comes, I believe, from the question of Korach himself. What was his question? He said he came and they all came together, these 250 people and Korach and all of this group. They came with these talesimon, this talis on, a four-cornered garment completely made of blue and there was no string on the outside. And they said, does this type of garment require a string? What were they saying? What were they implying? What was the question? What was the oomph of their question? The answer is that their question was like this. They were saying, Kol ha'am kulam kedoshim. Moshe Ben, we don't need you. What should we need you for? We're all holy. We all saw Hashem. We all can figure this out on our own. We don't need a spiritual guide. We all can do this on our own. We all have the ability on our own to see Hashem. We all saw Hashem. We all experienced Hashem. We all are constantly having an experience of Hashem. 
during the 40 years in the, in the Midbar. So Hashem, the Shechina was constantly there, constantly guiding the people of Israel. They constantly felt, in fact, I just read recently, amazing idea, amazing thing, that in the Midbar, so people, if there would be a box next to them, they wouldn't need to look inside the box to see what's inside of the box because the Shechina was there, because the Shechina, the Divine Presence was there, they were able to acquire the information without even looking inside of the box because they had direct information. It was like you always had Ruach HaKodesh. So they felt like if we always have Ruach HaKodesh, this is what, this is what Korach was saying, if we always have Ruach HaKodesh, what do we need you for? Hashem is guiding us automatically. We don't even need to, we don't even need to think so much. Everything is clear. Everything is clear to us. What do we need a leader for? So on the surface, Korach's question was a very smart question. What do we need a leader for? And that's really what he was saying with this garment. Because what was the point of the tzitzis? The tzitzis, the, the blue string, as we mentioned, the point of the blue string was to remind a person about the kisya covered, about being close to Hashem, about being connected to Hashem. So if you have a garment that's completely white, Korach was saying, if you have a garment that's completely white, so you need that extra string to remind you about Hashem. But if the garment is completely blue, you don't need an extra string. What was he saying? He was saying, what's that string on the outside, on the, on the fourth corner of the, on the four corners of the garment? That string is like Moshe Rabbeinu. That string is like for a nation who's completely white, who's not so connected to Hashem. This is what Korach was saying. So then a Moshe Rabbeinu would be necessary, an extra blue string, someone to connect them, to bring them close to Hashem, to make them realize that there's a connection to Hashem, a reminder. That would be necessary. But when the garment is completely blue, if the entire nation is already connected and has that realization that Hashem is there and exists, and they have this constant guidance, even without even thinking, Hashem is there with them and they know things that they don't, that people don't usually know. The most unbelievable extrasensory perception possible. So then why do they need something outside of them? Why do they need something on the corner of their garments? Why do they need a Moshe Rabbeinu to lead them? That's what Korach was asking. That was what Korach was saying. Now the amazing thing about this is that Korach, what was the source as we mentioned, why did he start this whole business? He wasn't saying this L'shem Shemayim, he didn't really mean it. He wasn't saying it because he felt that there should be an equality amongst all the Jews, that everyone was really equal. The reason that he was really saying it was because he was jealous of the fact that he wasn't appointed to be higher. So what was what was going into his thinking? Obviously, on a subconscious level, because if he was doing this consciously, then he was really evil. And we're not talking about somebody who is the ultimate, ultimate evil. We're talking about a person, a person who made a horrible mistake. So what was the mistake? The mistake was that he said to himself, if I'm not going to be up there, if I'm not going to be on a high level, I'm not going to be raised above like Moshe Rabbeinu and like Aaron, no one should be. That's how he felt. And this whole thing led him to this tremendously warped view of reality that every single person, all of the Jews are equal and we don't need a leader. And it was all really because of the fact that he just didn't want Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron to be the leader. But he didn't even really believe it in, in the back of his head, in the back of his mind. So now, what was Moshe Rabbeinu's response? His response was even on a garment which is completely blue. You still need to have a string of trellis on the outside of it. You still need to have a, on the four corners, each of the corners need to have a string of blue. Now what's the understanding of that answer? What was Moshe Rabbeinu answering? So if we think about the essence of the tzitzis themselves, I think we can come to an understanding of what Moshe Rabbeinu was trying to explain and, and respond to Korach's statement. Because if we look at the tzitzis, what are the tzitzis? The tzitzis, on the one hand, they're strings that are totally not part of the garment. They're totally separate from the garment. Nevertheless, they have to be tied on. Right? The mitzvah of tzitzis is that you have to tie them on and tie them as in a knot. They have to be attached completely to the garment. Thus, the tzitzis so aptly represent a Jewish leader. Because a Jewish leader, like a Moshe Rabbeinu, so he has to be someone who's both 
attached to the people, attached to that garment which represents the Jewish people. But on the other hand, he also has to be outside of the garment. He has to be tied on. He has to be completely bound with a permanent knot. Because a Jewish leader, on the one hand, he has to be completely involved and inside of the people. But on the other hand, he also has to be completely objective, hanging away outside of the people. And that's what Korach couldn't understand. Why do we need someone outside of us if we're all connected to Hashem? And Moshe Rabbeinu's response was no. Even if you're all connected to Hashem, even if you all experience Hashem and constantly you feel Hashem in your lives, it's still not good enough. You still need someone who's objective, who's outside of the people, who is connected to Hashem in a completely different way. And Korach's mistake was that he led himself to believe that once everyone, all the Jewish people, have a connection to Hashem, have a spiritual reality, they see that reality, so then everyone is equal, everyone's the same. But it's just not true. Because even when all of the Jews experience Hashem, nevertheless, everyone experiences Hashem on their own level, according to their own efforts, according to how much they've put in, how much they've invested. And no one invested more in his relationship with Hashem than Moshe Rabbeinu. The only way that a person can come to true Ruach HaKadosh, true connection to Hashem, is only by becoming the most humble person in the entire world. And that's who Moshe wa was. As the verse says, the, Ha'ish Moshe, Adam, the man Moshe was the most humble of all people. And Korach couldn't understand that. He couldn't relate to it because he was such a big Balgaiva. He was so prideful. He wanted himself to be the one. He wanted to be the leader. And that itself was the greatest proof of his own mistake. Because he was so subjective, he didn't even realize that he was making this mistake. He didn't even realize that he himself had been led astray by his own ego. Because he didn't realize that you need someone who's outside of yourself. You need someone who's objective. A person who's more connected, who's on a higher level, who can lead you and bring you on the right path. It's impossible any other way. And his whole theory, his whole system of thinking was very drawing. It drew the people of Israel after him. Hey, we're all equal. We're all the same. We're all close to God. We're all the same. We're all on this high spiritual level. It was a very intoxicating idea. It was something that drew their hearts, drew their minds. Hard to let go. What do you mean? There's someone greater than us? We also are experiencing God. We also have a spiritual revelation. We've also reached this unbelievable high consciousness of Hashem. Therefore, the Jews needed proof after proof after proof. Unfortunately, until they saw the truth, that Aaron was different. Aaron was on a higher level. He spent his entire life, even before Moshe Rabbeinu came back from Midian. Aaron was a prophet. Miriam was a prophet. Moshe Rabbeinu spent years meditating in the, in the wilderness with his sheep in order to attain this unbelievable level of prophecy. And they, they all got it for free. They didn't understand what it meant to work for something, to become something, to become someone. And that's what Moshe Rabbeinu had, and they didn't have, and Korach didn't have. And they couldn't understand, they couldn't see it. And that's why they needed proof after proof. Aaron is different. Moshe is different. It's not enough to have a spiritual level. We need to have people who are going to guide us. That's the message that they had to constantly hear. They hear that there are people that are greater than you. Just because you have a spiritual level doesn't mean that there can't be someone who's greater than you on a greater and higher spiritual level. Now this idea also explains something which on the surface is a very difficult thing to understand. Because we find that there's a teaching that when Mashiach comes, when the Messiah comes, so everyone will have Ruach HaKodesh. Everyone will have from the greatest of them to the least of them. Hashem is going to pour out His Spirit, His Divine Spirit upon all of man. But nevertheless, there'll be a Mashiach. There'll be a king. What do we need a king for? 
everyone's going to be spiritual. Everyone's going to be connected to Hashem. And the verses say that ten non-Jews will grab the tzitzis, interestingly. The tzitzis of a Jew, and they'll say, take us with you, for Hashem is with you. Unbelievable thing. Where are they, what are they taking? What do they need us to take us with? Hashem, Hashem says, I'm going to pour out my spirit on all of man, Jews and non-Jews alike. Why are the non-Jews coming to the Jews, grabbing their tzitzis? Ah, it's so beautiful. Listen, they're grabbing our tzitzis because the tzitzis represent the fact that in order to connect to Hashem, in order to connect to God, to spirituality, even if you are connected, you always will want to have a higher connection. And the only way to get that higher connection is to attach yourself to someone who's higher than you and attached more than you. That's what the tzitzit represents. Someone who's outside, who's objective, who's attained a higher level. Someone who's on the Arabic confoys, he's on the outside. He's able to see things in a different light. So I want to bless you and me and all of us that we should be zoch, we should merit to see that day, that day that Mashiach comes. And we should all merit to constantly strive higher, not be afraid to look outside of ourselves, to find a higher spiritual level, to find a greater connection to Hashem. Because as soon as we humble ourselves and realize that we don't have it all, we haven't made it all the way, there's always more to grow, there's always somebody who knows more than us. When we humble ourselves like that, we recognize that Hashem, everything comes from Hashem, we're nothing. Once we recognize that that's where Hashem can place His name, and give us an even greater revelation of His divine presence. Thanks for listening, and have a great Shabbos.